It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, I'm John Brown chairman of Beyond Net Zero, and this is Net Zero and Beyond. In this series, we look at how the world can get to net zero and the pioneers hoping to make it happen. Each episode looks at a different part of society and a different solution. Today, amid the darkness of climate change, I want to look at lighting. Lighting, some estimates say, accounts for almost 5% of global carbon emissions, and it's responsible for around 15% of global electricity consumption. Those figures sound daunting, but if ever there were a cause for optimism, lighting may just provide it. In almost no other aspect of society has policy and technology evolved so rapidly. Last month, the UK banned the sale of halogen bulbs. The government says their complete removal will cut carbon emissions and save consumers money. The replacement style of lighting, LEDs, use 15 times less electricity than halogen bulbs themselves. In fact, LEDs are safer, brighter, more efficient, cheaper and more durable. Today, LEDs are in light bulbs, street lights, and office lights. They are everywhere. From space, you can see our carbon footprint. Humanity has relied almost exclusively on fossil fuels for power, heat, and light. Cities across the world are dimming their lights for this year's Earth Hour. The world's most iconic monuments plunged into darkness to help raise awareness about climate change. One of the minds behind this greener technology, Dr. Russell Dupuy, joins me today, having this year been one of the Queen Elizabeth Prize for Engineering laureates for his work on LED technology. Hello again. How are you? Doing fine. Well, everything's moving along smoothly here. We're all triply vaccinated. So look, we're going to spend not a long time together. So I'm going to ask you, what made the LEDs so good? Well, the concept of the LED isn't my invention by any means. It predates me. As far as today's technology, that invention can trace its lineage back to the invention of the transistor by John Bardeen and Walter Bratton in 1947. So when your queen was just becoming queen, 
the transistor was just becoming the transistor and they've sort of grown up together. And fortunately for us, Dr. Holyak at the time at General Electric Corporation decided to, to marry gallium arsenide material with a gallium phosphide materials. And that allowed him to control the color of light. He was able to make the first visible compound semiconductor direct band gap LED in 1962. So the, our LEDs have a long and glorious history. It seems to me, though, that one of the things which is even more important is the general idea that engineering makes things better over time, and the more you do, the better they become and the cheaper they become. And I recall that for lighting, we have records going back to the year 1300 uh, in the Common Era. And over that time, obviously, lighting was then burning organic material like tallow. Now it's LEDs. And the cost per unit of lighting, per lumen, if you will, has gone down by 40,000 times during that period of time. It's pretty remarkable, really. And the LED does something very important to us, does it not? It uses less electricity, and therefore it gives out much less greenhouse gases. Sure, obviously using energy more efficiently, if it's done correctly, and in the sense you don't, don't leave your lights on, right? <laughs> People should not be wasting electricity. But yeah, as you use it, it's more efficient. It costs less, both in terms of pounds per night, but also in terms of the environmental impact of your usage. So those equations are hard for many people to understand in the sense that turning a light off saves you 0.000 pounds sterling per month, but it also impacts the energy use on the planet. And that affects, as you know, all of the emissions that we're trying to control and also the cost of energy distribution. So at this point, a lot of our power grid is overtaxed because of the computers we're using. Everybody now is zooming and that is an energy consuming task. One of the interesting things, I think, Russ, is so if LEDs are very energy efficient and if they're powered by green power, let's say renewable electricity, then you've got a really green system. And nowadays being used in agriculture. So substituting for the sun and allowing people to grow crops on a continuous basis, the so-called vertical farms of today which release land use enormously because they take a smaller footprint, but they also use a light 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and can produce more and more crops under these lights. This couldn't have happened without LEDs. The equation, as it were, the balance between energy and output would not have worked. Yes, the cost would have been too high for that to work well. As you say, and, and also as a resource efficiency, uh, those vertical farms use a lot less water 
per pound of tomatoes, say, than a farm in California in one of the valleys. Because, of course, there's no evaporation. You can control that pretty well. And you, you feed water just to the root system. And uh, it's much more efficient in that usage as well. Water is a, another one of our resources that is limited and, and costs energy to purify and deliver. So and then the other use I think is very interesting is because LEDs have very limited need of power, they can be fixed directly to solar panels and used as distributed light sources in places where there isn't a very effective electric grid. For example, some parts of sub-Sahara Africa. So what it does is not only reduce uh, greenhouse gases, they might have been provided by kerosene lamps, for example, which are not very environmentally friendly, but also probably increase the number of people who have access to light so that they can read and study independent of the sunlight. So it's, it's opening up new vistas. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And in fact, one of the very early adopters of this technology were people in India who were trying to deliver useful light to these remote communities where there was no power grid. And obviously a, a simple solar cell and a battery would allow a student to study at night with an LED, whereas, as you point out, kerosene, not only a fire hazard, but it's it's hazard from the point of view of environmental emissions as well. So when you look to the future of the LED, what else do you think it could be used for? What's, what's you know, what are we going to be using it, LEDs for in five and ten years' time? Oh, well, obviously everything will continue to, to develop and improve in performance. Technology moves in, in strange ways, and efficiency of LEDs pulls it into medical applications. So you can imagine high efficiency ultraviolet lighting inside hospitals, inside doctor's offices, inside the air conditioning system of large buildings, and obviously water purification facilities. There's a very strong pull from the energy efficiency point of view for replacing the standard UV lamps used in purification and decontamination. And that's technology that still exceeds our grasp in the sense of being as good as the visible light right now. So in, in some ways, this makes the big point that anything that is really a strongly energy efficient product is things that we should focus on because they're bound to reduce greenhouse gases, bound to make the possibility of avoiding the worst excesses of uh, global climate change possible. Yes. Yep. We have great hopes for electric vehicles in that same space. And LEDs are part of that, right? We're going to also be using similar devices for LIDAR, for, for our ranging and uh, these autonomous vehicles that people are projecting will be around in 10 years. It'll be an exciting time for the world to see where, where in the next 10 to 50 years this takes us. A very fundamental part of our future. All right. Very good. Thank you again. Bye-bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.